Before we begin, we'd like to acknowledge that we're recording, producing, and promoting this podcast on the stolen lands of the Bidjigal and the Boonwurrung people. This always was and this always will be Aboriginal land, and in a project dedicated so heavily to decolonization and Indigenous liberation, it's really important that we acknowledge that as settlers, we are also trying to do our best to be accomplices to the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people whose land it is upon which we live. Hello and welcome to another episode of Pacifically. I'm one of your hosts, the whole Tina, and as always, you are the host Dylan Wolfcraft. Hello, Dylan. Hello, good night, everybody. Welcome back to another episode. Oh, we're actually doing pretty good. Three in a row now. Yeah. We're, we're recording on time. Are we releasing on time? Absolutely not. But, you know... <laughs> We're doing our best. Oh, what's been going on? Oh my god, it's so hot today. Yeah. I, I oh wanted to god. go to the beach, but... Um, yeah, I don't really go by myself. So, unless there's something like What? I love going to the beach by myself. I Not when it's this hot. Like, I, I, I like going, sitting on the sand and potentially reading a chapter if I've got spare time. Or if it's just, like, a nice, cool day. But... Not when it's like 35. 35? Yeah, I think it's like 35 or something outside. Damn, it's like cold here. Well, it's not cold. It's just like not as hot as it usually is. That was a cell phone. <laughs> and I think that's so funny. <laughs> um, How have you been this past week? Look, honestly... Not the best. Mm. Like, I genuinely, like, I struggled to prepare my stuff for this week because, like, as far as my brain is concerned, we literally recorded two days ago. Right. So I'm just like, how has an entire week passed? What is Mm. going on? Mm. So, yeah, it's, time passing has been wild. Um... But yeah, I'm I'm doing okay. Progress. Um, yeah. How are you doing? Last week was a blur, to be honest. Like as yeah. you said, bro. I reckon I like coming in today. I was like, shit. We only did one three days. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah. Days, it felt so short. So like trying to come up with all the stuff that's happening was um was tough. But it was a bit yeah. It was a bit of a blur actually. Like. I think coming off the high the following week, yeah, it was sort of just like okay, things have mellowed back down. It's like back to normal. I've come off that high, yeah, totally. And now it's like trying to figure out the logistical aspects of like all of that stuff. Mm. Um, but even getting through the like workday, like I like come eleven o'clock, I'm usually like okay, it's like like it's you know things are moving, but. Friday went so slow. Like, I, I felt like Friday went for, like, forever. Thursday was, again, 
just like struggling to get through the hours. Like I usually listen to music or <clears throat> or like podcasts or stuff throughout the day, like during work. Yeah. But that's more of a, you know, if I've got a, an hour and a half podcast to listen to, I know that when that podcast is done, an hour and a half has gone out of my day. Yeah. Uh, it's as it's, but it just felt like I think I listened to at least seven different things on Friday <laughs> and Thursday, but I was just struggling to get through it. Um, yeah. You're literally just saying days and I'm like, I can't even remember what I did there. <laughs> The only good things out of every week, the last couple weeks, has been the fact that I've got trainings on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Yeah. And then touch, like, touch tournaments on Mondays and Sundays. So, like, I've really only had three days, like, to myself over the last couple of weeks, which I'm really happy about. But, um, every other day, yeah, the last couple of weeks now, like, especially last week, the last couple of weeks, like, were. Um, yeah, there's just so much going on, and I blame like mainstream media and things like that. They're just pumping out all this, like if it's not propaganda, it's really like news that it's you know it takes a toll. Mm, yeah, um, I was literally just about to say that my relationship with like social media consumption has mm. become less healthy. You know, yeah. like I've, mm. I'm not sure if I've talked about this in a previous episode, but I had a really, a massive cleanse and purge of my socials. So like, I'm not on Twitter as much anymore. And on Instagram, I mass unfollowed so many people. Right. Like I unfollowed like 500 to 600 people. You sat through and literally just. Yeah. Just wow. because. Just because I was just like, I want Instagram to only be a platform to connect with friends. So I was just like, well, it doesn't have to be positive. It just like, it has to just be relevant because I'm like, okay, Instagram will be for my personal life. So even though I have like Pacifically and my public Instagram on, um, like my phone, I have all the notifications for them off. Right. Yeah. So, um, the Instagram app is just for me to connect with, like, friends and family. So, I unfollowed everyone I didn't know, like, one-on-one. I unfollowed a whole bunch of news pages, a whole bunch of infographics and mm. stuff like that. And then it just became super healthy. I was just like, oh, like, four minutes on Instagram and I watched everyone I wanted, their stories like two minutes on Instagram and I'm already at the bottom of my feed. Like yeah, you're not you know. just sitting there like 20 to 30 minutes scrolling, mm. trying to catch up with everything. Yeah. Like I don't have to scroll that much anymore because mm. it's just my friends and family and stuff. Cause at first I was like, I want to get rid of Instagram altogether. But then um, my friend just had a baby and she was just, you know, he's just so cute. And I was like, yeah. I need to see him. And also my nephew, like my sister-in-law is like constantly showing like my nephew just doing stuff. And I was just like, okay, well, I I need to, yeah. I physically yeah. need to consume this content, but like everything else is irrelevant. So, and like even this morning I was muting a whole bunch of people because I was, you know, I was just like, look, we're, 
we're friends. I want to maintain like an open line of communication, but the stuff you're putting up on your socials is just not. It's not something you want to take. Yeah, it's not how you don't want to be taking that in like every second. Yeah. Or every time you hop on. Yeah. Because I've, I've, the only thing I've done is turn off the notifications. Mm. Um, and you know, because I, I had a, I have a bad habit where if I see a notification pop up, immediately like reactions pick up the phone and open it. Yeah. But now that I've muted, like I've literally turned off all the notifications on just the main one, like Facebook, Instagram, yeah, Snap, and yeah, that's about it. Like throughout my day now, like I, I checked just before we got, I just checked the screen time. It dropped considerably. Yeah. Since last, um, since last month. Um, but yeah, because I heard, I heard, uh, who was I listening to? I was listening to another, another podcast late last week. And they were talking about the same thing, just how people are so, um, robotic now, where the first thing you wake up to, like, you know, you used to wake up, the first thing you used to do when you wake up is like, Go wash your face, brush your teeth, do something, be out before you have a shower or whatever. You may go for a jog or something, but like now it's like the phone's either right there on your bed, right next to your table, and it's it's within reach. Yeah. And that's something I'm trying to get away from. Um which is, you know, what like which is why I love the fact that after work from like six to nine o'clock, those three hours is just pure outside throwing the ball around training having a run and i can get away from everything before coming back to like oh let's see what fucking the world like let's see what's happening in the world now you know what i mean yeah Um, yeah Yeah, totally like i you know i have pretty bad anxiety shocker so like i have the badges turned off for everything right because those fucking little red circles always set me off. So they're off for everything. And then I have, I all, my Facebook notifications have just been off for years at this point. Because to me, it's just like an old people app. So I don't check it as often as others. Mm. And then um, I have Messenger, Discord, and Instagram notifications on. But, um, yeah, it's just like, oh, okay, if someone just liked my story, I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. And if someone just sent me a message, I'm like, okay, you know, let's do yeah. that. Yeah. And, you know, I I had, like, you know, when I did that mass purge of my Instagram, it was because um, I'd watched this two-hour-long video essay on YouTube um by this creator called cjdx and it was incredible it was just a look at how um social media especially for young people like people like in my generation that like grew up on snapchat and instagram you know and then they made a compelling argument about how at that point the internet essentially becomes part of your soul. Mm. Mm-hmm. And, 
you lose bits of yourself in the ways that you engage with it. And I was just like, holy shit, like that really resonates with me because, you know, I believe that people have souls and like souls are very much um, susceptible to like external influence. So I was just like, oh, this makes so much sense. And then they talked about how a lot of the people that design social media algorithms don't let their kids use social media. So I was like, okay, all right. Like social media is literally designed for me to spend more time on it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I, you know, completely stopped doing that. And I started reading books on my phone. I was just like, oh, like I'm not on social media as often. So I'm just going to start reading again. And then um, I finished the book in three days. I was just so obsessed with it. Yeah, it is like young young adult fiction. It wasn't that long, but it is beautiful. It is about, um, it is um, like an Aboriginal queer coming of age story. And then I immediately fell in love. I was just like, oh, this hits so hard, you know? Like, I don't know, just like seeing like two young indigenous boys kind of figuring out themselves in, you know, it is just great. It's called The Boy from the Mish, so highly recommend it. It'll be in the footnotes. Yes, it'll be, but yeah. Um, just like as we start to go through, so I was I was going to um, I've had trouble reading actually, because mm. I just you know, like, I'm starting to stutter. I'm like not being able to finish sentences. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when when my old man like he was. When I was having this uh, talk with him, he was pointing it out. He was like, you need to read that. I was like, you clearly don't read that. I was like, dude, I read at least one book a week. But, like, I don't know what it is. For some reason, like, I... Yeah, because we were having it last week. During, or was that the week before? It was, it was you in episode one and me in episode yeah, two. Talking well, about how we need speech therapy. Yeah. <clears throat> but, um, yeah, I need to read that. So that's something I'm going to be doing over the next, hopefully this year, um, and then doing a review of it, which I probably won't do, but I'm just putting it out there. Yeah. It will come. Yeah, <laughs> I've, like, now that I've become a bit more functional, like, I've really wanted to start making video essays, Ooh. because I thoroughly enjoy watching them yeah and they're so well done and i'm just like okay well i really want to do this and i have an entire google doc of just all the topics i want to cover and then you know i planned out the first like quarter of a video yeah and i was like oh well you need to read four papers (laughs) for this and I was just like, fuck, okay, well, I need to read more, you know? Mm. Like, like I want to, um, like, I want to be like those YouTubers that, um, 
put like side their sources in the description. Like, I want to be like, oh, this is, like, um, there's this really um, iconic um, creator called Khadija. They have all their references and a Google Drive with all the papers just at the end of every video. So I saw that and I immediately thought, okay, this is something I want to do. And I want to do things that... I actually find interesting. Like, I want to do a massive, maybe three video series just dissecting Twilight. <laughs> you know? I love that. Love so, that. like, I'm going to read all the books again. I'm going to watch all the movies. And then I'm going to, because, like, I really want to do a metatextual analysis of Twilight so that the culture it's created and how that culture has changed in like the decade and a half that like the movie's been out. Yeah. What culture did it create by the way? Um, just a whole bunch of like, like vampires and wolves. Just no, just a whole bunch of teenage fans that were so fucking cringe, Um, you know? And look, can you do one for Lord of the Rings? Oh god, I can't be bothered. Wow. Look, look, if people wow. look, I I never got into Lord of the Rings, okay? So I'm doing Twilight because it has a special place in my heart. Yeah. I eat that shit up as a kid. So were you a then, wolf or a vampire? Um What wait, what's the what's the wolf term in the actual movies? What do they call them? Is it just wolves or Yeah, they're like yeah. shapeshifters or yeah. something. Um Yeah, they Look, I thought vampires had cooler powers, you know, but... That's some white shit. Look, I know, in hindsight, like, I didn't know at the time that, like, like the werewolves were coded indigenous, Mm. which sounds stupid, but at the time, my concepts of indigeneity were very much Melanesian-centric. So I didn't really understand, like, what indigeneity looked like in North America, for example. So, yeah. So I was just like, oh, okay. And then it's really interesting because there's been this massive evolution of people that used to be so into Twilight when we were, like, kids in our formative years and our brains were still cooking. And then now that we're adults, we're like, okay, that was clearly garbage, but there's so much <laughs> to unpack there. Yeah, but there's yeah. like there's so much in our brains mm. that we can't get rid of because we were obsessed with Twilight. So, like, there are some were obsessed with Twilight. <laughs> no, like, no, there's like communities yeah, yeah, of people, yeah. and then like it's so funny because there's like, like at least for me. It was like genuine Twilight fans turned people cringing at Twilight, turned people embracing the cringe of Twilight. Right. So it's like, oh, we know these are shitty books. We know these were terribly written by some racist-ass Mormon. Mm. But it was so ridiculous that, you know, we have to make fun of it. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, it's all these people that are just, po- like, making, taking the absolute piss out of Twilight. And it's so funny. 
And I was just like, okay, this is something I really want to dissect. Thank you, thank you. So is it going to be... Oh, I was going to say, you should potentially turn it into a play. Is there a play? Has someone come up with a play? No, I I think Twilight's one of those things that's a bit hard to adapt because of, like, the supernatural, fantastical elements of superpowers. So you can't really recreate that on stage as easily as you can, like, on the page or on film. Just have someone running really fast (laughs) on a treadmill. Or just have, like, body doubles popping up, like, a second after each other, different points on stage. Yeah. <laughs> um, but getting into getting into this week, yes. um, I was... Um, I just wanted to begin here, if possible. That's all right. With you. It's not really covered on... Oh, it is covered on the water. But, um, since the... And this is, I guess, for the latter part of last week, of the, the past few days, it's probably been um, probably been one of the heaviest ones too because of because of this. Um, but uh, since the Royal Commission into Aboriginal Deaths in Custody began in 1991, uh, there have been over 500 deaths in custody, and that's only what's been that's only what's been reported. Um, but not one conviction has come when an office has been charged on a single mm. conviction. And unfortunately, the same injustice occurred only a few days ago when um, Constable Ralph was acquitted of murder as well as two alternative charges, um, which um, charges of manslaughter and engaging in a violent act causing the death of the Kumanjai Walker. Um, which happened at his home in Yuendumu, an Aboriginal community in the Northern Territory. And a jury acquitted uh, Rolf of the charges, um, but it's important to note that this jury did not have a single Aboriginal representative on it, nor was it, let alone being multicultural. Um, yeah. And it also um, just continues this cycle of long line of injustices that continues to happen to First Nations people in Australia. Um, and hearing the verdicts come out or seeing seeing the news break of that um, was not surprising. But I hate the fact that we've come, it's become so normalised to say, don't be surprised because it's been happening for, for fucking ever in Australia's yeah. history. Um, but I just want to say, you know, my heart, thoughts and love goes out to the Walker Mob, the Walpiri Nation people and the Yurindu community. UN Dumu community in Northern Territory. Um, and I send, you know, all the love and blessings to them. It's like seeing the video of the uncle come out after the, the verdict dropped um, and seeing that video of him sort of just with his outcry. Yeah. It's heartbreaking to watch. Um, but, I, you know, I hope, I hope something does come out of it. They appeal or, or something like that. But the fact that there was no, not a single representative on the jury, and it was done away from the community, so it was done in other Springs, which is um, just goes to show that these systems are set up on the basis of white supremacy to favor the white man, elites, and the racist police force. Like, and it also take a note, it is an Northern Territory. This, these things happen in Northern Territory, like fucking 
Yeah. It was just, um, it was terrible to hear. So my heart thoughts and like goes out to all the Walker mob and uh, who you're doing with me. But um, what caught your attention this week? Yeah, um, that was actually going to be what made me angry this week. Um, but yeah, like I'd also just want to, um, yeah, join Dylan and sending like condolences and um blessings to that family and that mob it's yeah like we'll probably revisit it later but as for what caught my attention this week it was the nine refugees that were released from park hotel so this was the same detention center that old anti-vax tennis boy was detained in um and yeah and it's yeah it 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 caught my attention because it wasn't i don't know like it like it was surprising and also unsurprising in many ways like it was surprising that it did happen um but unsurprising in that the nine refugees that were released weren't given asylum. Mm. You know. I only just, I've, I've just Googled now. I didn't know it. It only dropped, what, a couple of hours ago? Um, or was it yesterday? Yesterday or the day before. Um, but yeah, because, like, it's really important to, like, keep in mind that these refugees weren't granted asylum. They were just released from a detention center. Um, so they don't know if they can stay in Australia. They were just given bridging visas, as far as I know. Um, and there is, there's still the case of everyone else that's detained in Park Hotel. So, yeah, it's just, yeah, like I was reading the coverage and a lot of people were speculating, oh, the government has so, like, the federal government has so much blood on its hands. Mm-hmm. Like, after the bushfires in 2019 and 2020 and now the floods of this year. And, you know... And the pandemic. And the, yeah, and the pandemic as a whole. Um, so, you know, they're, like, trying to ease the pressure of, like, you know, a lot of the criticism yeah. they're getting, which is bullshit. Exactly. How how convenient that it happens on election year. Yeah. You know. Um, well, shit, so yeah, I'm gonna have to read up on it. I didn't, I didn't yeah, that's what caught my attention this week. Um, and it's Crazy. just yeah, I'm. It's just really frustrating because you know, like a, I think it was a couple of weeks ago when someone was finally released from detention after being there for eight years or something. Yeah. He said he got up and went straight. He's going straight to America. Like, he doesn't want to ever... Is that the one that... I, I think so. Yeah. yeah. I, I, yeah. I agree about that one. He, um, he was interviewed and, and he said that the first... He's, he's already going... The first thing he's going to do when he gets out is go to America and and be, he just doesn't want to be here. I mean, the fact that he's had to, he's had to live in an, a, a fucking motel room for eight years um 
is just a travesty. And the fact that, like, you know, we understand, as we said a couple of weeks ago, we understand what's going on in Ukraine. But two days after that happened, Australia issued a number of visas saying that they would, they, any refugees or people seeking asylum from Ukraine would, would be able to stay in Australia for 12 months, not have to be subjected to the conditions of going through the whole process and staying in the detention center like these um you know the refugees that have just recently been released but it just goes to show that you know um what happens when you fight yeah that's fucked yeah but no thanks for bringing that to my attention actually I want to all good but yeah. The report um, here in Al Jazeera says this refugee was put up at the motel. So he only had 15 minutes to pack upon being released. He was put up at another motel for four weeks, at the end of which he will be left entirely on his own. And he was only given 150 Aussie dollars. Jesus. Wow. Wow. Yeah. What made you angry this week, Dylan? Um, well, I think the story of Kunjai um, Walker, really, just over the last week, like over the weekend, just having dialogue with a few people. Mm. Um, last night, too, you know, I, I had a lengthy conversation with a friend um, whose parents, who's so her her dad, her grandfather, and her great grandfather are stolen Jen. Shit. Um, so she was just, you know, she was letting me like, um, she was just telling me how what happened with Kumjai Walker, how that's impacted her and her community, and you know what that means for like how it means with her like with her dad and things. Like at the moment, she's going through a process with her dad where. Um, she's starting to document known family members because her dad was adopted and, yeah. you know, her grandfather as well. So there's that, um, yeah, it was a really deep and like painful thing story that she was, you know, she was going into last night, which is, um, something I, I've never experienced before. Like I've had a lot of dialogue and discussions and, um, talks with a lot of indigenous Australians before, but not to, you know, to be talking with someone who's, who's like, her her father doesn't even know pretty much where he's from, you know, mm. his father before that. Um, yeah, it was, it was tough, but I, I think just what the coverage of Kumjai Walker and just seeing, like, the Australian and all these media, like, the way they then began um, the, the reports after after the uh, the news came out that um, this constable was found not guilty. Just the way they began attacking the victim and the way they labelled him throughout the stories and things like that was just... I mean, it's fucking Australia. Yeah. Like, it's Australia. Um, for people who don't think that Australia's racist, well, fucking wake up. Yeah. Um... You know, you only have to pick up a paper to, if there's a mention of an indigenous person or a person of color or a black person in there, there will always be some negative fucking remark or microaggression that's always in these stories. It's 
felt like it's yeah. My so my my anger comes at all these fucking news outlets that decided, oh, you know, let's just um. Even though even though he's no longer with us, let's just let's just put fucking him his family through even more pain by having to read about you know or miscategorize him or fucking try to yeah kill his reputation is just a, but um yeah in terms of like what made me mad that's probably that's probably, that's probably about it yeah but um did you like that <laughs> did you like did you like that video I sent you of those of that podcast how it's like 20 minutes of saying nothing oh my god <laughs> so, so just you know moving to a light and I sent them all um, only a couple of days ago this um, this short video on TikTok or whatever that was sent to me where it's just like a, yeah it's, it's someone That's... pretending to have a conversation with him for 20 minutes but it's he's literally saying nothing I'm like terrified that that's what this podcast is. Like, <laughs> no, it's unless not. just like not it's saying not. anything. Can we just do it for five minutes? No. Let's just let's just, uh, c- Absolutely just pick a subject. Not. Absolutely not. Actually, I'm gonna do it. Gonna do no, it. Dylan. No. Let's okay. Let's go to what made me angry because it's similar <laughs> to yours, and then we can trans like transition into this bullshit exercise. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, <laughs> what made you? What made you? Um, the same as you, the same. Um, like the Walker case, but for me, it's the entire justice system as a whole, quote unquote, justice system. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you mentioned, you know, this police officer was acquitted by, you know a jury without any indigenous person, without any indigenous voices or Mm. um, perspectives present. But even more than that, it's like, it's just frustrating because this case just goes to show that the entire quote-unquote justice system in this settler colony is rigged from the very beginning. Like, it's rigged from the start with cops being given, like, unfettered access to violence and brutality to the communities they're in. And then they're able to take advantage of the innocent until proven guilty in the courts, whereas they treat indigenous people and black people as if they're guilty without being proven mm. innocent. And then they're taken through the court systems where they're assumed to be um, treated safely, where they, you know, won't be another death added to deaths in custody. Like, there's, like, all these steps that are just there to remind you that You know, this is still a colony. This is still a white supremacist ethno state, like, committed to making sure that colonization continues to happen. 
So I was just really frustrated with, I don't know, like, I was angry with the verdict. Um, but I was also angry with people that assumed the officer would be found guilty. Guilty, yeah. And it's like, like, I, I'm like, we were all hoping he would be. But to assume fairness in the justice system was just frustrating to me. Yeah. It's just like, oh, this system is literally designed to acquit whiteness, mm. you know? It's designed to cover up and normalize violence against black and indigenous communities and people and bodies. Like, you know, this should not be an institution we trust to achieve justice, you mm. know? Mm. And that's, you know, before this gets taken out of context, that's not to say anything about the Walker family's endeavor to get this taken through the courts. Like, I 100% support them fully because the reality is that's the closest thing to achieving justice they can do in this fucked up system. Like, what I am saying is that, you know, it's really important to understand that choosing to navigate a system that's stacked against you from the very beginning doesn't mean you're validating or giving, like, credence to that system, mm. you know? You know, you can be like, oh, fuck the courts, but also hope the courts kind of bring any semblance of justice. Because at the end of the day, what do you have? You know? It's, um... Yeah, as, yeah, as you mentioned, the, it's be, the... Assuming that he was going to get convicted. Now, it's um, it's always great to have some level of optimism. But when looking at these things, you need to like we need to make sure that we understand the historical context of it as well, and that yeah, you know, five hundred deaths in custody since ninety one, and not one officer that has been charged has ever been. Um, which is, you know, we are which, a, which is also to say that officers are very rarely charged to yeah, begin with. Yeah, to even get even getting to that point of of having charges put against them, you know, how often do you think police officers don't even get to the stage where it, it's either you know they're not throwing the book because they look after themselves, you know, investigations that take part are done by themselves, done by their colleagues. Um, and I and I I think I read was it somewhere yesterday that Rolf's one of Rolf's colleagues, sorry, one of the jurors sitting, um, one of the jurors, the sister is an NT police officer that works what? with Rolf. Yes, I I read that yesterday. I will I will send you. But one of the jurors' sister is a police officer that that is a colleague of Rolf. 
in the NNT police. Bro, what the fuck? Oh my god. I, yeah. Um, I, I can honestly spend hours talking about mm-hmm. how every facet of the quote-unquote justice system is just rigged from the beginning. You know, like this is not only like a colonial ethno state but this is also a capitalist ethno state mm. so laws here are meant to protect capital and property they're not there to protect people and like you know if you're a racist piece of shit and they're just like oh you're just making shit up about indigenous people then have a look at domestic violence mm. and the mm. way the courts handle domestic violence in so-called Australia, because it's absolutely fucked. The entire weight of proving violence has been committed is put on the victims. There have been countless cases of, you know, children being granted custody to their abusers, Mm. you know, because courts are misogynistic, courts are racist, you know. There are instances where like, our Aboriginal women lose their children to their, like, white ex-partners because of how racist courts are. You know, it's really important to think critically about the entire legal structure, not just, like, in Australia, but everywhere, mm. and ask yourself, what is this here to protect? Is this here to protect human life? Is this here to protect human safety? Or is this actually here to protect property and capital interests, you know? So, yeah, that's what made me angry this week. Um, and in, yeah, at, again, in just to end on that, um, as mentioned earlier, we send our hearts, thoughts, and love to the Walker Mob and mm-hmm. um, the communities while well, it directly affected by it and also those who are indirectly affected by it. So, um, are we going to do this exercise? No. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I'm, I'm glad you came to your senses. Um, so I was going to talk about like what caught my attention. Now, this is a bit of a simple one. It's pretty like, it's not um, a deep one. It's not, it's not something, I don't think we've, yeah, it's not something that I've brought up before, but as I was scrolling the gram, one of these days, one of these past days, um, I wanted to ask you actually. It's got to do around the the topic of dating. Oh my god! Right, because you did mention last week, you know that um, in the last one that about dating. So I I I saw this and I wanted to <laughs> I wanted to to get your um your thoughts on it. Yeah. Um, Shoot. How much? Should a, a man or woman bring on a date? Um, because how, I what I watched how much money? Yeah, so I watched an exchange on IG where a radio host or, or personality um, said that a man should bring between two hundred to four hundred dollars on a date. Oh, um, so like my rent money on a date. <laughs> And I was, you know, I was just breezing through the comments. Some were for it. Some were saying, yeah, like $200 to $400 is pretty, is pretty average because depending on where you go, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but the questions I want to ask you, 
right. The questions I wanted to ask you, yeah, was is two hundred to four hundred dollars too much or not enough? Who pays? And does the person who asked the person out on a date pay, or do would you like first date? Like, right? does this first date scenario? Is it a split, or is it the person who's asked? And is that amount too much or not enough? Okay. First of all, the amount shouldn't even matter. You know, maybe I'm just salty because I'm poor. <laughs> but, like, I haven't spent anywhere close to $100 on a first date. Not even close. I think the most I've done is, like, inching over 50 um, and that's just because drinks in Sydney are expensive. And if you buy two rounds for the both of you, that's easily almost 60 bucks. 60 bucks, yeah. So, yeah. But I do have thoughts. You know, the amount doesn't matter, you know. It's, like, it's all contextual. Like, I'm 23, like, if me and someone else in their early 20s who are, like, at uni go on a date, yeah, obviously we're going to use coupons, <laughs> you know? But if you're, like, two professionals with, like, careers and salaries, mm -hmm. then, like, the rules work different for you. Yeah. You know? Like, like if you're two, like, heiresses that fell in love... <laughs> You know, then, like, sure, drop a million dollars on a date on your way to the guillotine. I don't <laughs> care. The number, like... The okay, number so the number doesn't be... matter, right? Mm. But does that say more about where this rate, like, just... I'll send you the video so you, like, you have what said, but... You sent me so... You ruined my algorithm with straight videos. <laughs> But is it wrong? Okay, so for example, right? I ask, I ask you out on a date. Yeah. Yeah. Now, is it? It's obviously up to me where we go, or is yeah. it a discussion. It depends. Um, because that then depends how much I need to fork out, right? Yeah. Right. Which is what this lady was talking about. She's like two to one because like. And a normal restaurant, you take in, you like, you take in entree, drinks, which is probably the most expensive thing. Yeah. And then dinner. So at the end of it, 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 it would, you'd, you'd, you'd spend about $100 just on drinks alone, right? That's probably one or two drinks at best. Uh, this makes you want to cry, but continue. <laughs> so where, so what, what, what's your expectations? Am I take, am I, are you expecting me to take you like, to some restaurant on Bondi Beach, or are we like going down to some burger joint that's like recently opened and doing specials. Okay, I I will tell you this after we're done recording. <laughs> I'm asking you live. Um, <laughs> no, I'll no, I'll answer the question, but okay. like you um, real, you'll tell me your real answer. No, this is my real okay. answer, but like. I'm gonna share some additional details that will, you know, okay. if recorded on air, would be very embarrassing. Okay, so here's the thing. If you ask me out and you're like, hey, 
there's this new like restaurant I've been meaning to try out. Are you free to go Tuesday night? Yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, I'd love to. And then I would expect you to pay for it. Okay. Yeah, which you is know? fair. And or if I was just like, hey, do you want to grab a drink sometime? And you're like, yeah, sure. And then we're discussing, and we're trying to decide where to go. Even if you pick the place, because I asked you out, I'm going to be expecting to pay for it. Right. So, I mean, like, obviously we're islanders. So it's like, oh, don't worry, I've got it. You know? <laughs> but, you know, it's like... So wait, did you just call us islanders cheap? No, it's like... <laughs> it's No, it's no. the whole, like performance of being like i'll pay for it no i'll pay no i'll pay for it yeah so like even if i offer and you're like oh sick like i will pay for it but but i'll like i'll feel some type of way you know okay okay because like if you ask someone out on a date you have to pay for it if it's like a first date situation well yeah i mean that's fair I, i i i think that's Whoever says, like, whoever, if if I ask you out on a date and I'm expecting it to be split, well. Then we're just mates chilling, dude. But, like, but it's- <laughs> you're, like, you're not getting any ass. I'm sorry. <laughs> 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 this just in, Lungol won't put out for Dylan. Because he's fucking cheap as shit. <laughs> no, but is that, is that, like,. That is a normal expectation, yeah? I... Like, especially these days. Like, you know, the way the city girls and shit be moving these days. Like... I don't don't know. I don't date women, so... Okay, but... Yeah, it's, um... This is... This is purely a hetero, like... My God. But, um... Because I would... Yeah, so I'm 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 not a cheap bastard, but I would like to think that like I start things off like at a like step one, yeah. We'll get to the restaurant in fucking Nobu later, like if it ever gets there. Yeah. But my thing's like, you know, not trying to fucking drop a bag on the first day. Yeah. So two hundred two hundred to four hundred dollars. Is, yeah, like, if you're expecting that, like, I'm sorry, I literally will eat the soup entree and order a drink and that's it. But, like, if this is a first date, why are you... Okay, here's my thing. First dates, if we're talking about this is a first date with someone you don't really know very well, like, why would you waste an expensive experience on them? You know, like, why would you be like, okay, I have a favorite restaurant. They do this really cool thing. Mm. I'm going to take a complete fucking stranger to do this with Nike. Like, it's not even the money component. It's the experience component of it. That's like, sus. like, I would like, let's say that I could hypothetically spend 200 to $400 on a single outing. Mm you know, in this fantasy world, 
Like I would do that with you because we're friends, but not some but not guy some I matched with on <clears throat> Tinder. Right. Because I know we're gonna have a good time. Yeah. But what if I take this guy and all of a sudden he's just like, oh yeah, I'm really into black guys. Like the <laughs> the fuck am I gonna do? <laughs> like I'm already a hundred fifty dollars <laughs> in. <laughs> It's just going to be a terrible experience, and then I'm going to be eating canned beans for the rest of the week. And as you, and as you eat those canned beans, like, those flashback memories of, fuck, he's $10 a bean. My God. No, that's true. That's true. What, what is your worst experience, actually? Real quick. Oh. Just, to, just to, like, so we can move on to yours. Like, your real quick. 30 second, your worst experience of a day. Oh my god. Okay, he probably won't know because I blocked him on everything, so he doesn't know about the podcast. But, um, like, our first date was fine. The second date was a fucking disaster. <laughs> Why is that? Uh, oh my god, this is gonna be so embarrassing because he still has my number. Anyway, he won't. He won't text me about it. Um, we're, we're an hour in. He's not that committed. Anyway, so we were, um, so we went, got a drink at a pub, um, on the rocks, and it's like, oh, that's cute. He's like, oh, do you want to walk along the harbor? I was like, yeah, sure, let's do that. We walk along the harbor, and he's just like, oh, I hooked up with someone here once. And I was like, excuse me? And then he started telling me about people he's hooked up with and then how he doesn't look, he's not looking for relationships because his last relationship kind of screwed him over. And I was like, oh, yikes, I'm sorry. And he was like, yeah, and it's really fucked up because she took my virginity. And I was just there like, bro. Oh, my God, you have told me this story. Oh, it gets. It gets so much worse, but it's not suitable for air. So yeah, like, no, we'll leave it at that. We don't want to fuck, bro. So yeah, yeah. Thank shit. God I only spent nine dollars on that day. <laughs> Thir- Thirteen fifty if you count the bus fare and GST. So thirteen seventy five. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, that's, that's fucked. That, like, I... Why would you even, like... Yeah. Bro, we were walking along the Sydney Harbour, and we were so far away from people. I couldn't run away. (laughs) I would have knocked him out. You should have just knocked him out there and fucking left. When I tell you what he said afterwards, you will... You should have knocked him out. Yeah, you'll be like, you should have thrown him into the harbour. And I would have been like, you know what, fair. (laughs) Oh, fuck. I'm not even sure if that's the worst date I've been on. That's the last date I've been on. Yeah. Dates. But, um, yeah, what caught your attention? Um, oh, I, for me, it is the Park Hotel. Oh, just the Park Hotel, that's right. Yeah. But that was also what got you mad, yeah? No, what pissed me off was the, um, the Walker trial. Really? Sorry, I just didn't I thought, yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, that's all good. We're up to what's new in Melanesia. But, 
So, just to recap, $200 or $400 a no-go? On a first date, not for me personally, not because that is rent money. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, but a first date, I'm not going to, like, go into debt with my landlords. Mm. <laughs> 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 oh, I'm not going to be eating beans the rest of the fucking month. No, okay. So, if you're listening to this, $240, if you're spending that much on a day, take me out. Send me some money. You know, take us out. And, you know, because you'll probably get it back in your taxes anyway. Because yeah. you must be doing some criminal activities if you got that much money for a day. Yeah, take us out. And, you know what? Maybe I will get put out. A, a computer. I don't, oh, yeah, get me a computer. You know? Um, pays rent for a month. Oh, God, yes. Oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> um, but what is new in, uh, in Melanesia? Um, well, for me, it's um, a bit of a throwback to my clown of the week last week, which were, you know, Melanesian politicians standing in solidarity with Ukraine. Mm. So um, the opposition leader in PNG's parliament um, dragged the PM and was like, bitch, West Papua. (gasps) (laughs) And I was like, oh, sir. (laughs) Can you link me? Yeah, I'll, I'll link it in the show notes as well. But, um, yeah, so the, um, the article is called, um, Fix Backyard Before Touching Russia. And I was like, there we go. True. So, yeah, it's not like a huge story. Um, and... Like, if it's, yeah, but I just thought that it was really important to share because, you know, it's like, oh, like, poor Ukraine. Like, Mm. bitch, do you know who we share a border with? Are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) Oh, okay. So, yeah, that's what caught my attention in Melanesia this week. You know, they're two, like, separate segments. Two what? They're two separate segments. Actually, in terms of, like, what's new in Melanesia, I came across an article some, a couple of days ago, um, Mm -hmm. just about um, remote learning in Papua New Guinea. Yeah. so hundreds of students in remote Papua New Guinea um, have been stuck repeating the same grade for eight years. Because, yeah, because I te- al- yeah. This was this was almost my story yeah, as well. Because uh, teachers are not showing up to work, um, and so yeah, teachers at the school remain on the payroll despite not showing up. Community leaders allege the school's headmaster says that staff are scared of sorcery and violence in the region. Um, and PNG's Teaching Service Commission is investigating, is investing, investigating and says the issue of staff um, absentism is widespread. Um, but yeah, I, I saw this story and quickly looked into it and like, um, 
like students having to repeat like class eight or something like eight years in a row do that oh uh, yeah I, just, I, I was i was shocked to say the least like a yeah. local of Jangat village um <clears throat> this is Isipic, right sorry this is an Isipic. uh yes okay so cool. a student a former student by the name of cedric um Agarope, is a former student of the state-run Jangat Primary School located in PNG's East Sepik province. Um, but he did not make it past year three. He's now 25. Yeah. Um, yeah, which I, I was like, fuck. Like, that must, that must be crazy. And he could only do a little, he can only do little more than, like, count and write his name. Um, but... Yeah, I, I, I'm going to be reading more into it, but I just, I saw that, I was like, fuck, these people, yeah. Doing like, like, yeah, he's re-enrolled in the same grade for five years in a row, but never got passed because teachers were just not turning up, yet they're still getting paid to do it, um, yeah. as alleged by the, uh, the school and and the, uh, the headmaster. Um, but yeah, that's, yeah, that was crazy. So... I'll link the story. I'll I'll send the the link to Lungol so we make sure that it's referenced in the story. But yeah, I, that was seeing that was crazy. Um, so where is East? Where is um, Sipi? Is that, obviously that's East, right? Am I getting my? Okay, let let's get one thing straight here. I know <laughs> shit about geography. <laughs> I am so bad. My best friend Jess and I. Put us together, always get lost. We always get lost. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I was literally walking home, and the entire time she was just like, you're going the wrong way. And I was like, Jessica, I know where I live. I know where I'm going. And she's like, I don't know. I'm going to follow you, but this is the wrong way. So that's a testament to how good I am with directions. Right. All I know is that Sipic. Actually, I don't know that, so I'm not going to say. <laughs> okay. Okay. It's in PNG. That's all I know. Okay. Um, but yeah, sorry. I'll, yeah, as, just to go through it one more time. Uh, where am I? Um, yeah, new, uh, new teachers were not brought in to replace them, so students spent the remainder of the new of the year at home, often fishing, gardening, or hunting for their families. Um, Cedric re-enrolled in the same grade for five years in a row, but each time that happened, despite being interested and engaged in learning, um, Cedric was never able to move forward with his schooling, and in 2019, he dropped out. Uh, Mr. Agarigum, who was the headmaster, said some teachers remain on the school's payroll, administered by the East Sepik Division of Education while they were absent but did not comment on whether they did other work. Uh, And he also said that the school had been closed completely for 10 years between 2002 and 2012 due to a sorcery-related murder. But yeah. So, but in like, not just in other news, there's nothing really... There's no real update from a couple of days ago. Um, that uh, I think, yeah, that covers off not an easy for the week. Yeah. But uh, this story will be in the, the fortnight, so <clears throat> and will be sourced and linked and provided for you because we do this work for you. 
Are you literally I, I, skipping two sections ahead? No, no, no. I'm just saying. I'm just going to laugh at him. Um, but I was hoping to get into um, part three of my five week long. What do you call it? Regional politics uh, notes that I've been doing over the last two weeks. Uh, and so, is that all right with you? No. Yeah, go, go for on. it. Go for it. Um, so, yeah, part three. So, last week we covered off um, the first potential hypothesis was that is it the people that are the biggest causes uh, of coups? Um, or is it something within the people? Uh, which I don't believe so. So, you know, we're not born coup makers. We're not brought up to be coup makers we're not um there's no coup gene in us um so this week uh why is fiji the coup capital of the asia pacific rim and oceania uh, i don't believe that the reason can lie in people themselves fijians are not uniquely configured to coup uh, no more than any other kind of ethnic group or race so could it be something in their climate and ecology the geographic location perhaps um, or the demographic complexion, the mix of ethno-racial groups that comprise the nation. Do you think so? Do um, you really think so? You know? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> but um, there is nothing special about about the climate. It is jungle, tropical, humid, and given two to and given to two wet seasons, wet and dry, which affects all peoples similarly located. Uh, the geographic location of the island does not give rise to any clues either. Cyclones, hurricanes, and storms rip through many nations found in the same planetary belts uh, without coup consequences. Hence, there are no grounds for assuming that these somehow affect Fijians differently. Uh, nor does the much vaunted obvious factor of there being two main ethno-racial groups, Indian and Indigenous, lend its, itself to this easy explanation. That is to say that Indian Fijians and Indigenous Fijians are supposed to not get along with each other and an alleged rise in tension between them is said to be the cause of the coups. Um, <clears throat> this demographic complexion seems an obvious troublemaker, but in fact it is based on oversimplification and political optimism. Op oh my, this fucking word. Opportunism. Opportunism. <laughs> See what I mean? Speech therapy. <laughs> Opportunism. Coup justifiers have used it as a convenient device for their illegal activities. But anyone who, who has lived and worked in Fiji for any protracted length of time for the past 40 years knows, if they are honest, that the two main ethno-racial groups that, some, that, that comprise most of the Fijian population work well alongside each other, experience only contrived grievances, do their best to get along in all spheres of life. Where there is buying produce from a market to negotiating a hospital bed. So, no, the presence of other ethno racial groups like geography and climate are no more sufficient nor necessary reasons cooing more often in Fiji than anywhere else. There are plenty of similarly, similarly place nations that have not found it necessary to coo because it's hot or because it 
or because of whether it is on a globe or because other ethno-racial groups share their space. And um, so, yeah, that's that's part three. All part these things, three, baby. Yes, bitch. Part three. Sorry, Alice's arm, which is, I'm just saying. It's <laughs> great. Um, but if you want to see, like, this stuff, in, the visual content is actually up on my page, Tolanol Talk. So if you're on IG, go follow it, and you'll be able to see the discussions I've been having the last two weeks. Um, as we come, as we try and find out why coups happen in Fiji and why there are more coups in Fiji than any of the other 40 plus countries that are that surround it um, in Asia and the Pacific. You know what you should name this series? What? Curious. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, my God. That's all, folks. <laughs> God, I'm so funny. <laughs> no, but thanks for that. So yeah, we've uh, we've covered geography, climate, ecology. We've we've um, so far covered it. People, we as Fijians, is it within us? Are we born with it? Um, is it something that's just you know we're brought up to do? Which no, I don't believe so. Um, it's not in the geographic location of Fiji. We experience the same sort of natural disasters and nature that other countries do. So it can't be that. Um, so yeah, next week we'll uh, we'll be part four, which we dive a little deeper into being. Curious. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck me! Iconic, iconic. But um, what did you learn this past these these past couple of days? Um, this is like the only one I struggled with, honestly. Yeah, mine's blank. Um, just like my brain. Just with you, with you, um. Yeah, I like um, to trust myself actually. And yeah, the people who use you, bro. Yeah, you know, I'm real snipey about people at the moment. I think I'm gonna say I am too. Like, I'm not gonna go into details, mm. but actually, can I ask you a question? Yeah, can you? Is it possible for you to elaborate on what you dropped last week in terms of where you are now? Oh. Or is that something we we can do? No? Don't have like, to. Like going back into the closet and stuff? Yeah. It had, since, I guess, acknowledging that publicly. Yeah. the last couple um, of days been? Yeah, I don't know. Um, like, I don't even know where to start. <clears throat> like, I don't know. I need to, like, look into churches i can go to i guess but one thing i did learn is like i i don't know i i need to i like i need to just let things go you know right 
And it's not like about grudges or anything, but it's like relationships, like let them go. Um, and and it's like kind of awkward because I know some of the people I'm talking about do listen to this. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but it's just, you know, regardless of how much you care about someone or how much they mean to you, if they're not putting any effort into building and um, strengthening a relationship with you, then there's no need to kind of keep waiting for that to happen. You know? Um, And yeah, a lot of my friends listen to this, so I won't go into like too much detail, but some shit went down and I found it really upsetting. And then I had to take a break and say, okay, why are you finding this upsetting? Oh, well, why is this the case? Oh, because these relationships are one-sided. Okay, well, how do you address one-sided relationships? Well, you can either have a conversation about them or just, like, let them go because the other person's already divested from them. And I just don't... I just don't think I'm... You want to put in that time and energy in it, Yeah, you know, like, I kind of like took a hard look at our conversations and were like oh this is a hundred percent one-sided yeah you know like it's like me checking up on them me seeing how they're doing um and nothing's reciprocated so yeah i, I had this see you bring up this now it's so coincidental because i was having these same thoughts over this past weekend mm. um, where like you know you you mentioned earlier that you've gone through your social media and literally like unfollowed and removed people yeah which is something that I want to do as well because I also feel that a lot of the relationships or some of the race ah, some of the relationships I have yeah. are one-sided mm. right where I'm, yeah, it's, uh, I was going to say something. <laughs> oh, wait, because that lesson. Um, but yeah, we're, we're, it is one-sided. And that stuff's actually annoying. Yeah. And I, 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 I'm frustrated because I allow that shit to happen. Um, but deep down, I just want to say, be fuck you and fuck off. Yeah. Um, but how are you going to go about it? I don't know. Like, it's my birthday in two weeks. And I was literally like, oh, okay. Like, I want to do something for my birthday. And I was like, thinking of who to invite. If I don't get like, an invite, I will literally remove you. Oh, my God. Of course you're Specifically will end. Oh, my God. If I don't get an invite. 
When is this big do over? Next week, is it? Um, No, week after. The first. When's your birthday again? 28th. Ooh. So you're you're not going to do something... So you're doing something on the 26th? Uh, No, I have a party on the 26th. I'm just going to... um, Because I'm in Sydney next week. Ooh. Boys, but yeah, like anyway, back to it what was I was saying. What was really important. So. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, oh, who should I invite to like this birthday thing? Because I want to keep it small. And then I was going through like all these people, and I was just like, hang on, when has they invited me? Or when? Is yeah, they... yeah, yeah, yeah. When was the last time they invited me to something? And I was like, oh, this is really upsetting. Literally, none of these people have. <laughs> So I was just like, okay, that's fine. I can just like do something small with one or two people. Mm, mm. Um, yeah. So that is, you know, that is a bit hard to learn. Yeah. But well, hopefully know. we 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 find your peace with it all. Yeah. Um, because you know that's all we could ever want is peace and for you to be happy. Yeah. But yeah, I, I learned shit, really. It's blank. I'm leaving it as blank. Okay. It's, yeah, it's, it's blank. Okay. Well, um, get us started with music then. So, are we are we finishing with Clown of the Week? Yes. Okay. So, um, my two songs today, once again, I'm going to reiterate what I said <laughs> the other week. What I do for all of you listeners out there by giving you gems every week, I should be paid for. You know, um, this is the type of music that you should have on your playlists, on all of them. Have them on repeat. You know, you can they you can have them for different settings too, right? Waking up on a train, getting ready for work, at work, going home, before training, after training, before you sleep. Like this is caters to everything. Uh, and the fact that I do this later for you. <laughs> Really, I should be back. Are you going to do this every episode? Darling? Pretty much. <laughs> yes, I should get. A, I should get a Grammy for dropping. Wow. These okay. Well, Grammys are useless, so yeah. go for it. Um. So the first song of the week, which I've been listening to the last couple, of days, only dropped a couple of, couple of days ago, um, is by, uh, by DMP. Uh, it's called Hustle Harder. Uh, and it's so DMP is a Dorman's project. They are an award-winning reggae band from Honiara, Solomon Islands. And if you've if you've listened to island reggae or Pacific reggae music, DMP are in your playlist. Like you've heard them before. Their music, like literally, got me through high school. On the bus, on the Cesar bus, you know, jamming those remixes on like exchanging um sd card because you need to transfer that song on that card to your yeah legit like dmp um just released a new song and it's featuring uh anthony p actually Uh, so that's one and that's my melanesian pick for this week is dmp and the second, the second is um is by Blast. It's called Overrated. 
Mm. And the artist's name is Blast, so it's B-L-X-S-T. Okay. Um, and it's called Overrated. Like I said, both songs can be used in any scenario. Um, the one good thing about like the song Blast off his album is the fact that it talks about how love is overrated and all that shit, which really bops. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, those are my songs for the week. What about you? Um, well, I have a confession. I Again. have... I have still been listening to Multitude on repeat, so Ooh. not much new, but I do have a song. Um, the first one's called Comfortable by Cameron Forbes. Mm. Just, it, it's so sexy. It's so good. Highly recommend. Comfortable by Cameron Forbes. Um, and then the second one just started, a friend put it on his story and I started listening to it and it's Careless featuring Daniel Caesar by Fakar Twigs. Ooh. I don't know how to pronounce it. So I'm just going to say Fakar Twigs. You can't correct me because that's What's how What's the song I, called? Careless. Careless. Why Daniel Fogar? With Fakan Cesar. But yeah, those are my two picks for the week. I am once Fuck again. Twigs. Yeah, I am once again so sorry that <laughs> I don't have any Melanesian music picked. <laughs> I. My excuse is I'm waiting for my dad to drop an album. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. Well, but yeah, honestly, like I said. It's felt like two days since we last recorded. Yeah. And I've been listening to the same Stromae album on repeat. Yeah. I, my French is so bad. I tried learning the lyrics and I was like, this is too fast for me. I can't do this. Can I play it and sing? No. We don't want to get copyrighted. Me singing isn't copyrighted. Plus, it's not going to come through. So... Oh my god. Maybe next week I'll drop a single next week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, I wrote a song yesterday. Oh, did you? Yeah. Ooh. It's dark as fuck, but, you know. I like I thought it was really good. I really love the melody. Yeah. So um, I might hit up one of my brothers and be like, hey. And you should drop it. Like, give me a guitar track. No. <laughs> you should drop it next week. Nah, maybe. You drop it next week. I'll drop it on my private Insta. Ooh. Everyone go follow Lamar. Yeah. So, my plan of the week, right? Yes. Um, and now, just need to know. <laughs> okay. So, um, my plan of the week is Justice Smollett. Oh my god. <laughs> no. All those who don't know who Justice Smollett is, he's uh, an actor. He was on the show Empire, um, and he famously hired and paid two Nigerian brothers to attack him um, and put a noose around his neck whilst yelling out "Make America Great Again" in the earliest hours of the morning whilst he was buying a subway. 
um, and was just convicted of faking a hate crime. So he's been sentenced to 150 days in jail in order to pay a fine of about 150 grand for lying to the police about being the victim of a hate crime. Honestly, uh, go off, kid. <laughs> Waste that police money. The hoax uh, incident took place in Chicago in 2019. Um, and after being sentenced the other day, he uh, he said, I did not do this. And... Um, and shouted, I am not suicidal, suicidal, repeatedly in court. Um, so yeah, my clan of the week is Justice Mamet, who claimed he was a victim of a racist and homophobic assault. Like, I'm sorry, bro, but you literally pay these two to do something to you. That actually, it's like the act of lynching and that type of is actually still happening in America. Um, but you pay these two to do that to you, pour some sort of acid or something over you, but then you've just, it's been proven that you're literally lying about the whole thing. And then as the self-proclaimed gay Tupac... No, he didn't. Did yes, he? he's self he, <clears throat> He self-proclaimed to be the gay Tupac. And he was doing this for all the black people, the LGBTQI community, and all of the injustices that have happened over the last 400 years. Um, when really he was doing this just to put up his value in the show and get all this attention. Uh, so, to you, Justy, you're a clown of the week. And get what you deserve. So yeah, I don't know. I'm unbothered by the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> and Kanye West, you're a fucking idiot. Yeah, fuck you, Kanye. Like at least Jesse's hot. What does Kanye oh have God, going for no, him? <laughs> oh no, no, you're not about to say or justify his actions. I'm not. Was that me? I'm not justifying anything. But not covering up because he's hot. No. I'm no. just observing. Who's <laughs> 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 your clown of the week? My clown of the week is, as always, the New South Wales government. Because bitch COVID cases could double within six weeks with this new Domicron variant. Are you fucking kidding me? Ooh. What? How? <sighs> Wait, there's a new one? Yeah. The story broke a couple days ago. Like, health minister was like, oh, modeling shows that, like, the state's going to, like, have double cases within six weeks. And it's like, please, dear God, do something. Like this, you know, this, you know, old dummy boy, this government of his has just been so slow to react to COVID. And it's just like, I still wear my mask everywhere. That doesn't mean other people do. Bitch, I have to go grocery shopping with people breathing all over me. 
No. Absolutely not. Anyway. So, yeah. My clown of the week is the New South Wales government. Please get your shit together so that I don't get COVID. Thank you. Oh, my God. Also, fun fact. Dylan just dropped out of the call. So... Um, I am going to entertain you while he figures a way to get back up here. Um, anyway, my favorite thing is how Omicron is being called Domicron because Dommy Boy has just honestly dropped the ball so many times. But yeah, can you believe Dylan just dropped out of this call? Ah. Uh, Fucking there he is. What a time. Welcome back, Dylan. <laughs> what happened? I have no idea. Bro, my screen literally just, like, crashed. Oh, my God. I was, I was complaining about the state government, and then you, would, you disappeared. And I was like, well... <laughs> Shit, I'm sorry. I guess this... <laughs> Because this is a one-man show now. <laughs> my bad, my bad, my bad. Nah, but it's all good. Um, so there's a new Omicron you... variant, or no? Yeah, it's a sub-variant, oh I believe it's called. What is even COVID? Do you remember? Um, look, I, I'm, in, I'm, I'm in my dumb bitch era, Dylan. I don't know anything... Yeah. I don't pretend to know anything. Were we I'm even just... in the pandemic? Very much so, but <laughs> do we want to understand it? No, no because brain too empty. <laughs> um, but yeah, so to be honest, what are yes. you going to like stand outside New South Wales Parliament and be like? No. Because they're not going to do anything. Yeah, that's true. I'm just expressing my silly little opinions on my silly little podcast. <laughs> that's very, very true. But, can yeah. I, can I, you should send out. <laughs> oh my god, Dylan. Oh, every time I call my son, he does that now. <laughs> Legit, that's, a, that's how we end the call, right? So I've got one, yeah, where he goes like, it's like, right? And then he's always like, whenever he starts like going like this, nodding his head, he's like, I was like, and he's like, I can't believe you do that with your child, Dylan. No, it's good parenting. (laughs) (laughs) It's great parenting. Actually, my God. Yeah. Anyway, do you have any final thoughts for the besties at home? Ah, for the besties at home. Fix your life. No. There it is. <laughs> no, um, no, the only advice I got this week is just, um, yeah, find your happiness in whatever little thing you're doing this week. Even if it's sending me money. Even if it's sending me more money. Right? Exactly. If you, um, if you need to pick me up, just remember, like, a positive thought, positive thing, or like, if you need to read something, go read it. If you need to take time to step away from the desk or from your work for a couple hours, go do it. 
Um, yeah. Just find your happiness and peace this week. Because I know I fucking Damn. will. Yeah. Because um, the countdown to me picking up my voice starts tomorrow. So Iconic. Yeah. We're going to be uh, yeah, fucking this world up. Yeah. Respectfully. <laughs> well, you well, you know, thank you for listening. Yeah. Um, as always, please leave us a five-star review. I will give you head if... No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. That's a joke. Uh, um, can we do something right now? What? Let's, let's go on live and finish this. Dylan... And okay. you just say that again. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm gonna call you. I'm literally gonna go live. Oh my god! I'll I'll do the wrap up, and then if you manage to get it going in time, maybe I'll say it again. Who knows? <laughs> but um, anyway. so you did say that you're going to give head to anyone that, and then dot 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 finish the sentence. Wait, are you live right now? No. Okay. No, 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 no. Oh my god, Dylan. Okay, these outros take forever. Okay. Thank you for listening. We really appreciate you being here. Please make sure you're following us at Pacifically on Instagram. We've got a whole bunch of shit going up there. Please give us a five-star review. Just click five stars. Right. Very educational. Love their beards. And then click enter. And that's it. You've immediately improved my day. So thank you so much for tuning in. Um, make sure to tune back in next week. And have a great rest of the week. Absolutely not. Bye, everyone. Love you.